The Bible Study Podcast, episode 574. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 2 Kings chapter 10. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Last week got a little bit grim for the house of Ahab, and it's not done yet. 2 Kings 10, Ahab's family killed. Now there were in Samaria 70 sons of the house of Ahab. So Jehu wrote letters and sent them to Samaria, to the officials of Jezreel, to the elders, and to the guardians of Ahab's children. He said, you have your master's sons with you, and you have chariots and horses, a fortified city and weapons. Now as soon as this letter reaches you, choose the best and the most worthy of your master's sons, and set him on his father's throne. Then fight for your master's house. But they were terrified and said, if two kings could not resist him, how can we? So the palace administrator, the city governor, the elders, and the guardians sent this message to Jehu. We are your servants, and we will do anything you say. We will not appoint anyone as king. You do whatever you think best. Then Jehu wrote them a second letter saying, If you are on my side and will obey me, take the heads of your master's sons and come to me in Jezreel by this time tomorrow. Now the royal princes, 70 of them, were with the leading men of the city who were rearing them. When the letter arrived, these men took the princes and slaughtered all 70 of them. They put their heads in baskets and sent them to Jehu in Jezreel. When the messenger arrived, he told Jehu, they have brought the heads of the princes. Then Jehu ordered, put them in two piles at the entrance of the city gate until morning. The next morning, Jehu went out. He stood before all the people and said, you are innocent. It was I who conspired against my master and killed him, but who killed all these? Know then that not a word the Lord has spoken against the house of Ahab will fail. The Lord has done what he announced through his servant Elijah. So Jehu killed everyone in Jezreel who remained in the house of Ahab, as well as his chief men, his close friends, and his priests, leaving no survivor. Jehu then set out and went towards Samaria, and Beth Echad of the shepherds, he met some relatives of Ahaziah, king of Judah, and asked, Who are you? They said, We are relatives of Ahaziah, and we have come down to greet the families of the king and the queen mother. Take them alive, he ordered. So they took them alive and slaughtered them by the well of Beth Echad, 42 of them. He left no survivor. After he left there, he came upon Jehonadab, a son of Rechab, who was on his way to meet him. Jehu greeted him and said, Are you in accord with me as I am with you? I am. Jehonadab answered. If so, said Jehu, give me your hand. So he did, and Jehu helped him up into the chariot. Jehu said, Come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. Then he had him ride along in his chariot. When Jehu came to Samaria, he killed all who were left there of Ahab's family. He destroyed them according to the word of the Lord spoken to Elijah. Now, this is very interesting because Jehu, I keep saying that there's never any good king in Israel, nobody who is following what God wants him to do. But at this point in the story, it sounds like Jehu is. Now, of course, he could have other alternative motives, which is just 
limiting the people who would vie for him for power, but that wouldn't include killing the relatives of Ahaziah, king of Judah. The reason why he kills him, his relatives, is because they are also relatives of Ahab. Ahaziah was a son-in-law to Ahab, and so descendants of Ahaziah would also be descendants of Ahab. And he is, at this point in the story at least, saying, I'm going to be faithful to what God promised through Elijah, which is punishment for Ahab for all that he has done, especially the murder of the prophets of God. So who is Jehu? Well, let's listen to the next part of this story. Servants of Baal killed. Then Jehu brought all the people together and said to them, Ahab served Baal a little. Jehu will serve him much. Now summon all the prophets of Baal, all his servants and all his priests. See that no one is missing, because I am going to hold a great sacrifice for Baal. Anyone who fails to come will no longer live. But Jehu was acting deceptively in order to destroy the servants of Baal. Jehu said, Call an assembly in honor of Baal, so they proclaimed it. Then he sent word throughout Israel, and all the servants of Baal came, not one stayed away. They crowded into the temple of Baal until it was full from one end to the other. And Jehu said to the keeper of the wardrobe, Bring the robes for all the servants of Baal. So he brought out robes for them. Then Jehu and Jehonadab, son of Rechab, went into the temple of Baal. Jehu said to the servants of Baal, Look around and see that no one who serves the Lord is here with you, only servants of Baal. So they went in to make sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now Jehu had posted 80 men outside with this warning. If one of you lets any of these men I am placing in your hands escape, it will be your life for his. As soon as Jehu had finished making the burnt offering, he ordered the guards and the officers, go in and kill them, let no one escape. So they cut them down with the sword. The guards and officers threw the bodies out and they entered the inner shrine of the temple of Baal. They brought the sacred stone out of the temple of Baal and burned it. They demolished the sacred stone of Baal and tore down the temple of Baal, and the people have used it for a latrine to this day. So Jehu destroyed Baal worship in Israel. However, he did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit, the worship of the golden calves at Bethel and Dan. The Lord said to Jehu, Because you have done well in accomplishing what is right in my eyes, and have done to the house of Ahab all I had in mind to do, your descendants will sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generation. Yet Jehu was not careful to keep the law of the Lord, the God of Israel, with all his heart. He did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, which he had caused Israel to commit. In those days, the Lord began to reduce the size of Israel. Hazael overpowered the Israelites throughout the territory east of the Jordan in all the land of Gilead, the region of Gad, Reuben, and Manasseh, from Orior by the Arnon Gorge through Gilead to Bashan. As for the other events of Jehu's reign, all he did and all his achievements, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Jehu rested with his ancestors and was buried in Samaria, and Jehoahaz, his son, succeeded him as king. The time that Jehu reigned over Israel and Samaria was 28 years. We get so close with Jehu. This is the closest we're going to get to a king who is faithful to God in Israel. 
it just looked like we would get there. He he kept doing what God had instructed him to do, the destruction of Ahab, of Jezebel, and then this destruction of Baal worship. He wipes out Baal worship. They ends up using the temple of Baal as a latrine. That's how done it is. But remember, Baal is the god of the neighbors. That's the god of the Canaanites, the god of the Philistines. The problem that they had when they set up the kingdom of Israel, that original sin of Jeroboam, that sin of Jeroboam that said, if I let them worship God, if I encourage them to worship God, they'll go down to the temple. And so I'm going to set up these altars with golden calves and say, this is the altar of the God who brought you out of Israel. So it's not not a worship of God, but it's not the right worship of God, right? This golden calves was a bad idea in the desert, and it's a bad idea here in Bethel and Dan. And he comes so close, but he still can't give up the power. He still can't choose to make that decision, which will be faithful to God all the way. He comes really close, but he still chooses power over faithfulness. It is very difficult to be a ruler and to be faithful because power is corrupting. Power is really corrupting. You can begin to think that you deserve it, I think is what happens to Jehu, and forget that you are a servant. In our time, a servant of the people, and their time, a servant of God as king of the people. And so this becomes, at one point, the closest Israel gets. They finally get rid of the Baal worship and that child sacrifice and all of that that God really abhors. They get rid of Ahab and Jezebel and their sin, which is this Baal worship. But they don't quite get all the way back. And then we start to see Israel in decline. And again, the the timer is running on Israel. Israel isn't going to make it through the end of this book, just so you know. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com 